What's up, South Bay Church? You look so good. I mean, I'm just, I think every single one of you have lost weight this summer. It's just unbelievable. You look so great. It is so good to be back with you. I just want to say, you know, Stacy and I, we've traveled the country this summer. We've been in a lot of different churches, nine to be exact. And I, I have sensed so much as I've gone to different places. God is doing something here that is so unique. There is no place like home. There is no church on the face of the planet that is like this church, and what God is doing here is remarkable. And um, every time I would go to a different church, I just would get so grateful for those of you who are pouring out your lives here, those of you who serve with Bay Kids and invest in the lives of our children and students with Ignite and first impressions from all the way to the street to the seat to those of you who are giving your lives with life groups. We, we just have an amazing team of people who pour out themselves every single week. And it's crazy how things just moved along without us. And um, I heard somebody say the other day, it was like you weren't even gone. We just looked up and you were, there you were, you're back now. And um, I'm just so grateful for our staff too, the leaders who have preached God's word every week from this platform. And so we want to thank them as well for their leadership. And I want to thank you for this gift that you gave to our family to bless us to get refilled and to really get the reservoir of God's work in our hearts up to a whole new level so that we can pour out into your life. And you know, the question comes up a lot, what is, what is a sabbatical? And really a sabbatical is just an opportunity for a pastor or a leader or a teacher to get filled up, to get ready to pour back out. And God has put so much in my heart um, that I have to share with you over these next couple of weeks. And so my sermons might be a little bit longer than usual, but I'm just going to share what he's doing in my heart. And I believe he's got something significant in store. There's a lot, I can't even, I can't even unfold. There's stuff happening behind the scenes. that's just going to blow you away what God is doing. And, and the best of what he wants to accomplish in and through us is right around the corner. And, and you know, the, the other thing too, I get a lot of people who are asking, what'd you guys do this summer? So I'm just going to have a thousand conversations this weekend so we don't repeat it. So uh, we went to the East Coast. We were there for uh, five weeks long. And um, you'll see some of these pictures. We hung out with Stacy's family in South Carolina. They lived near a lake. We spent time on the lake. We went to the beach. It was awesome. We went to my family in Michigan. Michigan is a great spot in June. And so we spent some time there. And, and you know, those of you who've traveled to the Midwest in the summer, you can get deceived and think that you actually want to live there. So you go there in June, just come back in November. But, um, but we did have a blast with my family in Michigan on the lake as well. And then in the middle, you can see Stacy and I, at the end of my sabbatical, went to Maui. You can probably tell that picture where my face is lit up. I'm most happy when I was with her. It was just the two of us, no kids, you know, so it was good. It was good times. And we had fun. It was like a second honeymoon. It was awesome. Actually, it's better than a honeymoon because now you got 13 years of marriage and, you know, know each other. It was just awesome. So I'll stop at that. And then um, it was a great time. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of on the front end had this mental image of what a sabbatical is supposed to be like. And to me, it was, it was like the first week. So the first week I went on my sabbatical before we went away to the East Coast, I went to this place called the New Camoldi Hermitage. Check this place out. Don't get jealous. Um, it is at Big Sur. Big Sur, this is before the fires. You know, this is um, overlooking the ocean. It was a silent retreat center. 
Now, if you can't tell, I'm extroverted. And so there were signs everywhere. You're not supposed to talk at all. And it said, please do not talk. Please do not disturb the peace. So I'm like, you know, I, when, I, when God works in my heart, I just want to tell somebody about it. So I go outside and I'd see all these people walking around and you just go, hmm, hmm, good to see you. Hmm, yeah. So I, I couldn't say anything. And then I just go back to my cabin and talk to myself. They're <laughs> like, what do you want for breakfast? I don't know. What do you want? How about some eggs? That sounds good. So, you know, I'm a little bit crazy, but it was a good time. And I felt like God really spoke into my heart. And I came out of that week expecting my sabbatical to be like that. But that was a little different than my sabbatical ended up. In fact, my expectation and my experience, there was a gap between my expectation and my experience. Have you ever had that happen before in your life where you expected something to go a certain way and it didn't really go that way? It's kind of like the second week when we went on our family vacation to the beach in South Carolina. We got there, it's just the five of us. And so we, we booked this place on Airbnb and they give you a zone where the condo's supposed to be, but you know, it's always at the edge of the zone furthest from the beach. So we get there, it's a little bit further from the beach than I expected. And it was like 120 degrees and 150% humidity. It was, it was so humid, you didn't even need to jump in the pool to go swimming, if you know what I'm saying. So we're there, and our daughter, Karis, who's two and a half, she, she is like a drama queen. She's either real high, real low. So she got sick that week, and everybody else, everybody in the neighborhood's going to find out that she's sick, because she's just going to whine the whole time. So she was sick, and the week was not really going the way that we had hoped that it would. And finally, it came to a climax about halfway through our week at the beach one afternoon. So we would go out onto the porch so this house is a three-story house, and you know, it, the beach houses, if you've gone to the East Coast, I think some here at the West Coast, you park your car underneath, you go up to the second story, you guys know what I'm talking about, and then you got two stories up there. So we, you know, because we, we don't want to like die of fumes, we, we would spray our, we would spray our um, lotion on outside so we could get our sunblock going and then go to the beach. So we're all out on the porch, it's Stacy, Karis, and Sammy. They're out there getting sprayed down. I'm out there, you know, getting lathered up so I don't burn. And Cademan, our oldest child, is on the inside, and he's just, he just has this grin on his face, which looks like a grin that Satan probably would have at some point. <laughs> and so I look inside, and he's about to step out onto the porch. Now, you have to understand, there were, there were no cell phones outside on the porch, and there was no water on the porch which is really bad for somebody who's a self-diagnosed fear. Uh, I, have, I have a self-diagnosed fear of dehydration. So I can tremble without water very quickly. So here we are, and I watch Caveman just slowly pull the door closed, and I see that little broomstick that you're supposed to put there to keep the bad guys out, not the good guys. So I watch, and the broomstick is going down, and he decides he's going to step outside the door as the door falls. So I'm watching it, and I'm just, it's slow motion. Five seconds becomes an eternity, and I hear it click into place. He's on the outside. It's like a Texas judge has slammed down his gavel. And then Cademan looks at all of us and goes, <laughs> like that. And I go, <laughs> like that. You're about to die, child. And so I, I wish, you know, I wish that my first response was, was like, oh, what a great opportunity for family devotionals. <laughs> What's God been teaching you? 
But all I was seeing was red, and all I was hearing were four-letter words, and love was not one of them that was crossing my mind. So I, I just start speaking and berating my son, and I'm going back and forth, and Stacy's just like, just shut up. Don't say anything. Just don't talk. Don't do anything. So I start off, and I'm really angry, and then I start to play this out. Y'all, I'm thinking, I am going to die of dehydration on this porch. We're going to have heat stroke. Somebody, the cleaner is going to come on Saturday and find all five of our bodies rotting, smelling so bad. This thing is not going down. So I go from, from, from being really angry and now all of a sudden I'm anxious and I start pacing back and forth and I'm like, I'm going to claw my way out of this porch. So I go over to the porch and I start pushing out. I'm like, I'm going to Spider-Man down the building. I don't know what, that wouldn't look very pretty, but then Stacy's like, okay, just calm down. And then she, she says, hey, why don't we just pray? I'm like, why don't we kill a kid? That's what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> and so we prayed. And about 20 minutes later, there were these ladies that were walking by. We gave them the code to the condo. They got in and they freed us from death to life, from darkness to light. It was the most miraculous time of the whole summer. But I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could tell you that's the only frustrating thing that happened all summer. See, I had in my mind that this was going to be my frustration-free zone. That when I went to the grocery store, I would get the first parking spot. That every morning when I woke up, my wife, even if I hadn't done anything to my hair, would tell me how good I looked, like, like I was losing weight. You look great, you're losing weight. That my kids would obey my every command, obey right away the first time, all the way, every single time. I'm just, I got this expectation of sabbatical and my expectation and my experience, there's a gap between the two of them. And a couple of weeks into this time away, I felt like God really began to break through for me as I was continuing to get more and more and more frustrated. And I felt like God was saying to me, your, your frustration is going to prevent you. It's going to prevent you from getting what I want you to experience out of this time. And what I want you to do is I want you to reframe your frustration. Today, I want to talk to you about how do you reframe the frustrations in your life. I know for every single one of us, we have frustrations that we carry with us. It is a part of the human experience. Because we live in a broken and fallen world, life does not always go the way that we had hoped. It takes longer to get to work than we think it's going to take. The people at work don't respond the way that we think they're going to. They don't do their project on time. Life is filled with frustration. If you have relationships, if you have a job, if you walk on the planet, the human experience, there is 